It's Tuesday, December 20th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. It's episode 281. How's it going, fellas? It's going, going good. We got Apparently, all three of us. It's so cold here in Texas. Hello. Uh, yeah, it has been cold. Very cold. Too cold. Oh, we haven't even seen it yet. It's 54 right now. Isn't it supposed to get like 16 on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, but it was like... 30 degrees this morning, and I don't live in Texas to see sub-freezing temperatures. Mm. All right? Preach. I ain't about that life. And, I don't, and I'm not looking forward to eight. Don't get me wrong. Like, sure. So just so we're all in agreement, Christmas is canceled this year, right? I mean, it's too cold. Yeah. Like, we're just no, send it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Too cold. Sounds like good. Um, Any excuse is a good excuse, right? Just... Save save some money, kill all the joy. Uh, <laughs> kill all the joy and save some money. Any excuse works for us for that. Let's Rouge. move it forward. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's uh okay. All right. Buley well, doesn't well, we're seem on board, Tyler, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up some uh some articles here for us to talk about, but uh, we should probably skip today in tech history. Since we're going to have a little bit of a shorter show and get straight into some news. Uh, what I've have got, a, been I've got a news. Okay. Um, I've, I've got a news. It's about the uh, the Netflix. You've heard about the Netflix? Mm-hmm. 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 Who, who, who here shares a password no, for Netflix? Never. I would never do that. Uh, I use I a use password that someone shared with me, <laughs> my <laughs> father. Mm. Okay, well, luckily for the two of you, um, you're not in the UK because it looks like Netflix password sharing is illegal it, and potentially criminal fraud for what? from the UK. Criminal government. fraud? Wow. Uh, yeah. So, and you just admitted to it, so you're going to jail. Uh, well, I tricked you in the UK, that one, actually. Yes. Well, no, I share mine with my if wife. You go there. It was criminal well, fraud. Yeah, dude, you're stealing stuff. It's fraud. Are you stealing stuff? I, well, I mean, are, are you, you not? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. The, the I don't know. fundamental question. So we don't know. Is is blocking ads theft? Definitely. Mm, see, it's theft of my time for ads to be delivered. Period. Well, and Netflix is getting into this too, right? Especially bad ads, because that would be extra fraud. Netflix is getting into it, and there was so I don't remember who it was a couple years ago. Someone equated like blocking ads on websites as the equivalence of stealing, you know, piracy. I think it was was the word he actually used. Which, in some respects, it does make sense. I mean, like the payment. The argument, sure. Say his name. For, you know, for I don't remember. I wish I. Hmm. I wish I did. I do remember that uh, the internet didn't like his argument. <laughs> that, yeah. much, that much I remember uh, distinctly. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's it's interesting here that this has kind of been a problem for a big while. And Netflix has, of course, I think struggled financially here recently. Uh, that, you know, it's a, it's a difficult game, right, that they play. They have to license all of this stuff. And they're getting to a point where growing their subscriber count is becoming not only difficult because of their penetration rate, right? They have an incredible amount of subscribers, but competition is going up dramatically. So, you know, maybe it was less of a problem when it was just growth and exposure and playing with the free money that all of 
you know, the VCs were giving them before they went IPO. And now it's like, uh, money seems to be drying up. We need to do something about this. Just what's interesting is, is that this is a Netflix, like the UK government is saying that it's illegal and potentially criminal fraud. So I, I don't know if that'll follow through anywhere else. And I don't know when this would go into effect or if it's just up for debate, but that seems to be the direction they're going. Uh, well, there's a rumor the here is, too. Where they draw the line. Yeah, there's a rumor here too that Microsoft is looking at buying them. Netflix? Buying Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, they're just dying to buy somebody. Of course, this is yeah. not Man. good. I would say everyone's on sale right now. So <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm gonna drop it in the TBP chat here. Cash rich, wealthy AF. You know, I was curious because I don't I don't follow like the PL statements of Netflix closely enough to to know. Like every once in a while I'll catch their earnings, um, whether it's the call or just you know, snippets after the fact, but are they actually profitable now? And, and I'm, what I'm getting at Ooh, there is, I don't, we, I don't think we so. Have, yeah. So, so that's interesting. And it would also be interesting to see why, like, are they not charging enough for their, their service? Right. Cause here, here's my line of thought. One, um, I think part of the corner Netflix got themselves painted into, especially as competition starts to, to flourish is they were, undercharging for the service, but people get used to paying certain amounts for a service and a service that basically has an unlimited amount of content. Like what do you do to enhance the service? Not a lot. You can make new content, very expensive, right? That's definitely something they've gotten into, but it also has some really clever, creative ways to write off some of those expenses. So it'd be neat to really peel back the onion on like their Netflix native content, right? But if, if you started cheap and you did it because the market really wanted you to just grow wicked crazy fast, even if you were doing so at a stupid loss. They, now, they are profitable. Company, okay, so that's great. So this is what I was getting at. This this is the other the other side of this coin is it is it is a massive profitable enterprise, right? So you stating that they're profitable. So the problem isn't are you making money? It's that you're not consistently making more money than you were making before. And when you have massively penetrated the market that you're in and the things you're trying are failing to create new markets or, or add up, all you can really do is piss your users off by charging them more for effectively the same service. They can do that by raising their price. We've seen that happen a few times. You could do that by making sure people can't share. So you go pick up the, the Aaron's and the Tyler's that are potentially using somebody else's service uh, or apparently all of the UK by lobbying very effectively for well Netflix never has what I want to watch anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I pay well, for uh, YouTube TV and that has most of what I want but nice. yeah but it's the, no dude it's, they they 5.1 kind of billion 5.1 billion in profit last year 2021 yeah. up from so 2.8 in 2020 know. up from 1.8 in 2019. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I, so we're seeing but they had a that massive is, subscriber fall off for sure. There's net in, now they're back. To so we are again. seeing we're seeing the net income is what you're referring to, right? Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Net income. That they in that same year their free their free cash flow was horrendous, um, like uh, very poor, and the reason why that's problematic um, is as recent as Q4 of 21 is because they're in such a highly capital intensive industry. They have to pay so much for mm -hmm. the rights to stream so much of this content. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's, and on top of that, you know, they have to produce 
you know, all of their their first party stuff, which the bet's really here on first party, right? I mean, that's really kind of what it ultimately yeah. comes down to so be. And popular. a lot of people, it's so much more. And a lot of people don't really like, you know, the Netflix first party stuff. I, I actually quite enjoy it. I would say it's mostly, you know, let's just be honest. A lot of it's just B quality stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simple, but, you know, entertaining. And, you know, like yeah. Christmas Chronicles, right? My family quite likes. That's My great. kids love it. Um, as an example, like, I think that's one that, you know, it's go- cool. But when I go through and I look at, when I look at Netflix's first party lineup, just go search. I, you know, if you have a fire TV, like I do, I just say Christmas movies in the Netflix app and it brings up like <laughs> probably 80 different Netflix first party Christmas movies. And like, it doesn't give insane. you die hard. Like I want the number one Christmas movie. It doesn't even have that. Uh, 100% agree. But it's just it's fascinating to see what you know what it's going to be like for Netflix as they continue to you know fight against uh, you know Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, which I think is probably Paramount Plus and HBO Max are probably going to be going through some form of a merger or or something there. I don't know. I know Disney has like some of incredible content, but they are from a revenue perspective compared to what they were doing in theatrical releases are being destroyed it's awful it, it uh, is a bit wild how much they spend their their cost of revenue or cost of goods sold every quarter is five billion dollars i know it's for this like low quality yeah and and that's that's where the concern is is that as this competition creeps up you would say that their cost of goods sold is probably only going to go up in general to to continue fighting it and can it be sustained? It looks like 2022 was a pretty good year. Years prior deal, to 2021 man. were pretty rough. Somebody should open a corner store where I can go down there and just peruse the aisle where I know every major blockbuster film will be there. And I can just pick idea. it up and I can read the back of it, you know, like kind of figure it. out what's going on. Or I could choose Probably. not to read the back of it. I can go walk into the section I want to. I can maybe buy some popcorn while I'm there. Where would you make the face of the box if it was a new release as opposed to like something older so that you could easily tell the difference? Yeah, (laughs) could we could we rent (laughs) out video game consoles? (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying because I don't know the answer to that question, but I know you worked at Blockbuster and I'm like, is it green? Is it red? I can't remember. You said you sound like Twitter red inserts. There was a they red insert. Red that's right. And then the, the normal ones were blue. And then they had an. It sounds like Twitter check marks to me right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so good. What is it? What is it now? We have gold, we have blue, and we have, we have soon gosh. to be gray. I will say, are, the fact that the fact that the. The fact that Netflix created a, a TV series called Blockbuster and the first episode was actually really funny. It was amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so I, I actually have about, seen it as well. about content for, costs going up. Oh, I want to see this. I have not yet, um, which seems silly because I actually did work at a Blockbuster for quite some time, actually. And uh, like straight up waiting style, I was doing it with a bunch of friends from, from – uh, high school at the time so it got pretty goofy it was tons of fun um but what i was gonna say is uh that the cost of content for netflix going up is is it was inevitable right like that's the kind of stuff that killed blockbuster 
in part, right? Blockbuster also had a model that just didn't hold up to what Netflix did out of the gate by being able to mail it in or because people just like to stay home. Um, but the uh, as all of the studios basically got more sort of tied at the hip to streaming service offerings, they definitely came back to the Netflix negotiating table and Netflix no longer being the only game in town had a lot less leverage and their costs to acquire that content, I'm sure went through the roof. And that's why, you know, it was just the last three to five years you started to see Netflix losing content that they had had for a very long time um, because they were such a bastion of streaming compared to literally anything else that had tried. Um, I think they still were, using the gorilla in the room leverage to get pretty good deals for really broad libraries. And then Disney plus comes out, Disney owns like everything. Uh, you know, you've got Paramount, things like that. Even Apple. Now you have so yeah. many first party streaming platforms that are doing fairly well that they, they can, the content providers can kind of get right back in and start playing the same games they did with cable providers. Like, mm -hmm. eh, if you want that one, you're going to have to get 18 others or 1,800 others, right? And so it, uh, it, it just, like, we, we were, it was always going to happen this way. Yeah. What's, uh, what's old is new again. Well, and you're seeing, you're seeing crazy stuff too. Like, um, the, the college sports team, um, football perspective that I watch, uh, they had one game this past year that typically is some, you have to buy the, the sports team membership thing or whatever to watch it. Well, this year they partnered with Hulu. So I had to go subscribe to Hulu to be able to watch oh, the wow. game. Amazon Prime Video has started. Um, we talked about it a little bit on the show, but there were some Thursday night games this uh, this season where you had to have Amazon Prime Video in order to watch it, right? So it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I, what I, else is in the news? Had, uh, that I had Fire TV could just kind of show me that up front. Otherwise, I would have been like, where the heck is the game tonight? Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there were lots of memes that came out about uh, boomers trying to find the Thursday night football game. Like, it's not on ABC, yeah. it's not on CBS, it's not on NBC. Where, where is this? I, well, I might have been one of those boomers had I not had the Fire TVs. But, but one last capstone piece here: if you look at the subscriber counts for Disney Plus, which is interesting because Disney Plus, by the way, is is not. I think a lot of people at Disney. Um, you can ask Bob Iger, who's taking over as CEO again. Um, that if he's happy with the performance of Disney Plus, I think he would tell yeah. you no in a private setting. Um, Which is shocking the, because they have so much first-party content. How did he screw, was, how did screw that up? Right. It's, it, well, the reason why is, and this is something that we're seeing a lot of these existing business models transition to subscription deal with and struggle with, which is on the margin, it's not yeah, as good. Yeah, not as and... Good customer retention is problematic like forward-looking yeah. future cash flow is problematic and so right. for yeah while you go look at the five billion dollars of revenue that disney plus generated you say oh my gosh that's so incredible or the statistic i'm about to give you which is if you look at it on the subscriber count netflix has been growing barely like not much they've basically been mm -hmm. around the 220 million subscriber count for a while now yeah. um for the last it looks like year year and a half in the past three years or ever since the release of of disney plus whatever that was i think it was about three years ago it looks from q4 2019 they went from they jumped to 20 million immediately 
they're now a little over 160 million. So they're yeah. they are within a spitting distance, you know, of of Netflix in a very short amount of time. But they if if you look at your like dollars per user, you know, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, those same people are probably going and and watching Disney movies in movie theaters where those uh, deals yeah. really benefit Disney way way more. And so that that is the thing is how do you replace the lost revenue that streaming is going to present from the sale of movie tickets and the sale of the physical DVDs and Blu-rays with which were just much higher margin and they gained a lot more from. Just that's just the reality. So it's also if you think about distribution like DVDs are really cheap and you have zero marginal cost of of digital distribution but you don't have zero marginal costs of scaling infrastructure to run it. Right. Um, Dude, I wish so I would have been on like fly on the wall at Disney whenever they launched Disney plus and 25 million people subscribed on day one and nothing worked for the first 10 days. Like you could not stream anything. It was, it was a smoking hole in the ground because so many people jumped on the ship immediately <laughs> and they're just like, yep. sorry, we didn't think this many people liked Disney. Oops. Like you're a global phenomenon. I do not know how many people. Liked what are you talking about? <laughs> seriously so all right what do we got what else, what else is, we got what else is in the news before we shut this down uh, i, mean, I have I like other things have unless y'all do elon's poll about maintaining oh. his ceo status at twitter who it's a little cringe i'll give you that <laughs> there's so but, much about this man right so there's a lot we don't have time there. to get into all this it's probably like the true. twitter we, we have not talked about the twitter files we have not talked about That's how true. he's basically just having a mental and emotional breakdown publicly on Twitter, how he's trying to, I can't remember who said it. Somebody suggested that he's trying to give himself an out with the poll, which, yeah, which I agree I uh, reads that way. Uh, I think Kieran shared um, somebody else's tweet that was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's I, I, just, uh, I, I thought it was just really, it was really strange to, post that as a poll on the platform um and now I, if he was genuinely looking for feedback like if people on average just don't think he's doing a great job but i i say people on average it's twitter it's millions well, of people most i don't think it was strange for him at all though he wants to, he is, wants to be of the people in every decision right. he makes and he even said look there's going to be a ton of crazy stuff that happens like we're going to decide to do this and then we're going to decide against it and then we're going to try, yeah, something, yeah, else, we're gonna try something else and then he's always one. like hey do you want this and then the people vote well, and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's just great. But then that's, that's when I saw like somebody's response saying, well, I think, you know, for voting on the platform, you'd have to have a blue check mark. Mind you, this is the $8 version, not the actual verified user version of a checkbox, um, check mark. And, uh, and, and it, his response apparently was, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, we're looking at implementing that. It's like, mm, I think you're confusing blue checkbox users on the platform with, share owners that actually have a vested interest in your company right like well you can engage those kinds of things right into the ground you can't do that if it's 44 of your billion on the line that's a terrible way to measure whether or not you're doing it well in my opinion he he does so it does seem as though he is going to actually do that though like they're looking to even redo the poll yeah, where verified oh, users really? are the only ones that can that can uh, vote um so that uh, is that is one thing but the 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 other part of it that comes with this right and, and a major part of that is to stop bot armies from controlling polls because even 
I think either prior to or right after he had put this poll up, there's been talk of like major platform decisions being made through this method. And, and so, and I'm not saying like this particular one, I'm saying like in general, that's a potential thing that he's going to do for it going forward is to, you know, have these, have these explicit large decisions that need to be made on the platform and go to a, a vote, you know, doing and try to entice people to go get their, their blue check marks and pay the $8 or whatever it is. It's funny. I actually, I just went through the process again because I've had Twitter blue since probably not day one, but like week one potentially mm-hmm. that it was available. And then they took it away from me because you know, they about a month ago, they said I, my thing had renewed and it said, Hey, just so you know, your Twitter blue is not going to renew. What it's going to yeah. cut off on this date because we are redoing the process. So I just happened to yesterday or the day before. I was sitting there and I kept hearing really through TBP chat and a few others. It was like you can subscribe on desktop and you can subscribe on iOS. And iOS would be eleven dollars. Desktop would be eight dollars. But it never said anything about Android. And and I actually use. Um, Twitter often just in my browser on Android. I use pretty much all social media actually in a browser on Android. And and so I said, I was like, I wonder if Twitter blues back now because I've been trying to read the Twitter files as you mentioned. And I will tell you, one of the main things that I am a huge fan of for Twitter blue is the reader. And mm. that is a primary thing that I use it for oftentimes is to make a thread into basically an article. Um, there's right, also a yeah. top articles feature that is that is interesting for me to be able to it makes see top it very easy shared. to read. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I was actually looking. I was like, well, I wonder if I can resubscribe to Twitter Blue now. And I actually had thought that they had still scrapped the, um, you know, the verification for the blue check mark. I was just trying to go back and see if they had the old one back again. Um, they don't, but I guess they did reopen it up a few, maybe a week ago maybe two i'm not sure mm-hmm. um to be able to resubscribe to it so i went and i yeah, did it was, like a, it was, was over a month ago because i did it just to it see was, the process and then i canceled it and then i rolled off of it because it was a month right so i had like i had the blue check mark for a month and then it was it 12 off. i just wanted to see what changed it was 12 10 um oh okay or maybe so i they, guess i just didn't renew it the next cycle or whatever i think whatever you it did it I think you did it before they before they got rid of it because they got they canceled the entire program after the first like two mm. weeks. Oh, okay. And yeah. Because of because they were getting spammed, they people were taking advantage of it. You saw the spam coming in, right. the four chan raid, etc. So yeah, they, I couldn't they, change my name once I. It. Yeah, once I signed up and for what, it, my my name was locked. Okay, got it. So they whenever so now it's back and it's been revamped. Two things have changed. One, they have different check marks. Two exist now. One's going to exist in the future. There's gold now, um, which is for like businesses that are verified. There's blue, which you can, you know, for blue, you it's it's for verifying humans, and you can click on the blue check mark and you can see if they have the old school verification system or the new mm-hmm. one that just officially verifies yeah. very human yeah and then the last one's going to be a gray one which doesn't exist yet i don't think but it's mostly for like political figures mm. um so those are those are those are the three that's going to have but they've also instituted before it was just like 
pay and you're in. Um, whereas this one is now like there is an actual verification process. Like I think I did mine what whatever I said two days ago. Yeah. Um, and it still has not come through. Now, to be clear, I am a bot, so it may not approve. <laughs> but well, dude, I just noticed your follower count has jumped dramatically lately. Mine? Yeah. I, I think know, it dude. should be around like fifty-five or six. 5,500 like, or 6,000. It's 6,500. 6, 6, Last time I looked, you were at like 3,300 or something. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it came, where it came from, but it's been, it's been probably over the last couple of years, it's been in the five to six. I don't know how it got to 6,500, but um, nonetheless, the uh, when it comes to the profile, I'm assuming it's not verified currently, right? I, I haven't Correct. checked in a couple yeah, hours. You're not. But I, was thinking, I didn't get a notification or anything. But yeah, so they're they're actually doing some form of verification. I don't know what the specifics are. It's not the same as it was before, where I had to like send in my ID and show them other proof of being a human, et cetera. But yeah, they're doing some form of verification. And all that. Yeah. It, exactly. Um, so they're doing some form of verification and they've kind of, you know, put the the different check marks in, which I think is, you know, we've talked about that before. I thought the check mark delineation was kind of good, especially for like official business entities. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me based on what I read, because when I started seeing this stuff, I was like, well, I, I don't know what any of this is. Based on what I read it, they're basically trying to identify people who are trying to spoof other accounts because that was the major issue they had. Right. So that's what they're working to do. So I think that's a positive move. And I think that there's an interesting thing to, uh, you know, to being able to make this a, a voting thing, if they're actually going to make decisions that way, I personally think that's insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if they're going to do it, I do believe that a more verified system of people on it should probably be people doing it. Um, if yeah, if you think it's 100%. a good idea to do it at all. So, anyways, it, lost, it'll be interesting uh, to see what it comes out to. But I'm excited yeah. to have my reader back. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, that was helpful. We lost Tyler, by the way. He got booted and yeah. can't seem to get back in here. I think he's uh, lying to us, but I know we have to uh, yeah. <laughs> shut this down anyways. If I could do one final thing before we do. Uh-huh. Um, as you know, I'm a fan of video games. No. There's, yeah, it's true. I know. Um, go ahead and pick your jaw up off the floor. A a fan, some some people just do incredible things, you know, when they're just they're just fans, you know, of things and they just want to make them work. Well, a lot of older games have two primary issues of continuing to run. One is just compatibility with a modern operating system. It's an obvious one. But the other one is, is that over time, we've we've accrued a lot of quality of life things in video games, like access to all of the keys on the keyboard or even just changing keys in a game to customize them. Or one that didn't happen for a long time, was free mouse movement. That was Quake's real big deal when it allowed you to aim up and down and you know in a spherical system all around. It they one of the original big time Star Wars games was one called Dark Forces and they made several sequels off of it, etc. Some guys spent three years building an engine that imports the assets from a legitimate copy of Star Wars Dark Forces. So you have to own the game to do it. Um, which is smart. He's calling it the Force Engine, which I thought is awesome. Um, this is a game from 1995 that basically is a Star Wars variant of Doom. 
Like that's kind of what it turns out to be. Okay. And and it updates it to work with Steam or the GOG version of the game. It doesn't require you to do any work to make it function on a newer operating system and it enables free look with the mouse. So it really makes an older, very classic game. I mean, this is like a cult classic title be accessible to be able to play for a newer generation or anyone that wants to revisit it. Cause this is definitely a game that doesn't age well without some of those things. And so it, it's just, it's really cool to see. He spent three years building this thing on his own, building this engine from scratch and was able to kind of pull it together and, and make it function, make it work. It just released. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so Bravo to Lucius DXL who spent three years on the project just to make all by any games built on this engine all by himself to function on newer operating systems and with free look. And it's only two games. It's this one and one other I've actually uh, never heard of. So I don't, yeah, just, uh, I don't know if you've fascinating. Thing. I don't know if any of the listeners or if you or whatever have dove into the process of programming uh, a video game. Unbelievably complex. Oh. Oh my gosh. And complex. In order to do this, he had to reverse engineer the engine used for this without any of like the actual source code. You know, it's not an open source engine. So he reverse sure. engineered this this engine in order to build this thing. And I and I have not personally used it. I'll give it a try because I, I do own the game. But I just watching the video, it looks it's unbelievable how good of a job it looks as though he's done. It just looks incredibly smooth and, um, you know, just, you know, an updated version that can function in a modern world. And I think that that's really cool. So anyways, I just want to say bravo uh, to this man for, uh, you know, spending as much time as he did over those three years uh, to put together what looks like an incredible product so people can play Star Wars Dark Forces when what probably ended up actually being something that he wanted to do. He was like, I want to play Dark Forces. It's <laughs> right? not working. Let me build this engine and I will play it. So I hope that you have enjoyed your playthrough of Dark Forces on this one, Lucius. Incredible. Incredible. Pretty... Yeah, talk about throwing something on your back and making it happen. Wow. Yeah. What well, what is it that you always like to say, right? Be the change that you want to see yeah. or something like yeah, that. That's this my man quote for is sure. it wasn't this yeah, man it wasn't is being Gandhi. change. Yeah. Uh well, I don't know. You just you used to say it a lot, you know, whenever we were younger. So Yeah. I just I'm remember it's, uh, to, uh, real big uh, in elementary school. That the quote was up over the entrance to the library in our elementary school. And I walked by there it every go. day and I was like, Okay, that's powerful. Yeah, I'm going to use sense. that for the rest of my life. I'm going to meet a guy named Russ in 20 years, and we're going to, that's going to stick with him as I tell him about it. Um, cool. Anything else before we shut nah, it down? No, man. I mean, there's I so much. A four year old looking at me. Yeah, go ahead, man. I, I want to, I'm going to go walk my dog before it's 52 degrees now, and it's going to get like 13 tomorrow. So I need to go get out. Oof. Let's let these people go. Okay. Maybe we'll go catch up on out. Thursday. Uh, I don't know what our schedule will look like for the rest of the year, um, but if you don't hear from us, hopefully you will. Um, the uh, happy or Merry Christmas to all, or happy holidays, potentially happy new year if you don't hear it. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. We got all three of us again. It was for a short amount of time, um, but we did get it. Hopefully we'll get this new schedule rolling pretty good in the new year. But until next time, Thanks for joining. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Maybe just play it at the Christmas gathering. You know, 
on the yes. loudspeakers for everyone to hear. I think right. that would actually be a really good festive thing to do. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, thanks again. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Bye.